Hello and welcome to the Sovereign Collective Podcast, where we bring you real raw truth for your self-empowerment. I'm your host, Sasha Calavota, and I believe that you can stand on your own two feet, but that you don't have to do it alone. I love learning from people who continually strive to raise the bar, to go against mainstream thinking, and who dare to question the general consensus. People are risking ridiculed or even risk the loss of their professional status as they bravely question the common narratives and challenge the rest of us to expand our minds and to reconsider what we think we already know. Join me in learning how to take control of your health and your mind so that you can have the energy to think more clearly and the confidence to step up and take responsibility for all aspects of your life. We promise to never censor here because I believe you are strong enough to hear the real raw truth to make up your own mind. If you like what you find here at the Sovereign Collective Podcast, then please share with your friends and family. I so appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, Sasha here, Sovereign Collective Podcast, another interview for you with the beautiful and the wise Nadine Artemis. If you listened to the last episode, which one was that? That was number 51. If you listened to that, you know Nadine has so much to share. We got into the whole skincare area of health, and there's so much to learn about that, and she provides such amazing products. And today, we're going to be talking about holistic dental care, which is super important. But if you need a full introduction to Nadine, go listen to that interview, number 51. But in short, Nadine is a creator. She's a formulator. She's a provider of all our beautiful creations for the skin, for the hair, for the mouth. She's a provider of essential oils. She's an educator. She's a speaker. She's a published author. She's got her amazing book, Renegade Skincare. By the way, I did get that book and I'm going to buy it too because I got it up from the library and it is thick. It's not just about here's a few recipes. Here's your daily skincare routine. It's thick with information for your body, your mind, your soul, your skin, like everything. It is like a complete book. There's a ton of stuff in there. And she's also the author of Holistic Dental Care. Nadine, I got this a long time ago. And it is actually personally signed by you, by the way. You signed it when you were here, when you were speaking in Calgary many years ago. So I Oh, have- wow. That was a while ago. A long time ago. And I've had this- 2014. 24, Yeah long time ago. So I'm wondering if there's been any updates to this because I know I really love that you titled your last book. That first book that you wrote is like, what is it? How to avoid the dentist without ignoring <laughs> the subtitle. Successful self-dentistry. Yeah. That's such, yeah. Successful de- self-dentistry is such a great, I love that title because I personally have not seen a dentist since I quit my job in petrochemicals in 2006. amazing so I've been just kind of working on it myself so yeah so author speaker like there's so much information to be had through Nadine so check out her site now you're also going to want to buy products I know for sure for your mouth for your skin for whatever when we're done with this interview so in you know a little bit of self-interest here if you wouldn't mind using my link because I am an affiliate because what I love doing and I'm curating some 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 products on my site with people that I truly believe in and I want to share. And if I can share it through my site, then why wouldn't I do that? It's win-win for everyone. So you're going to get a little bit of a discount, 10% off. I'm going to get, you know, some affiliate support so that I can do this more often because I super want to put more time and effort into this podcast, even though it's a little bit hard when you're being censored. However, I still want to do because I love talking to these people and providing it. So if you go to livinglibations.com forward slash TSC. That would be amazing. I appreciate that. And that will be my, well, my first plug. We'll do one a little bit later. But anyways, because I know you're going to want to buy some products because Nadine has so many amazing things and you're going to be so intrigued by all the things you're going to find in there. So today we're going to get into the holistic dentistry 
uh, topic because we're living in a world where like the doctor doesn't understand that the nose is connected to the elbows, connected to the big toe. Never mind that the mouth is connected to everything. And it's extremely important part of our overall health and wellness. And the fact that we divide these so clearly, it, it's kind of shocking to me because why, why would we separate that out? It's, it's a really big part of our whole health picture here. So we're going to be getting into this and all sorts of different ways. So thank you, Nadine, for joining me today. Like I said, I am really excited about this because I know there's so many interesting facts that you know. And I think a lot of people think that these solid things in our mouths aren't really the self-healing things that they are, right? That we think it's solid, it's there, and it is what you get. And if, it, if it's got something wrong with it, you got to drill it, take it out, put a whole, put a plug in it, you know, something like that. And it's really not the case. So Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, of course. So, um, but I forgot to ask you one question last time. Yes. I'm talking skincare. And it's a really basic question. What is your daily skincare regimen? What do you do? I didn't ask you that. And I should ask you Not that. Not much. <laughs> I figured that. I did have a feeling. I did. But so in a nutshell, what would it be? I take the best skin ever, uh, specifically right now, the Immortal best skin ever. I do the face cloth method. So I put a little bit of water on there, squirt of oil, rub that over my face, neck. Then I take another squirt of that or a serum like the, I love the Rose Glow Serum right now. I mean, I always love it, but that's what I'm using right now. And I'll take a couple squirts of that and put it over my face and that's it. Like seriously. And you have so many things at your finger. How are you not like yeah. everything? I'm so tempted to just a little bit of this, little because I layer a lot of different things on. Yeah, I mean, I have the, you know, I have the sundew and the eye cream and I love all that, but I usually like that. I don't know. That just seems more special occasion or something, but like literally every day, that's it. You know, um, that, that is super basic, right? When we have all these <laughs> routines that have to have like this, all these steps, right? It's pretty mm -hmm. When you have healthy skin, the idea that you have to have all these different products for different skin types and all that, just like throw that That's out. what I've been, you know, wanting to undo too, though, is we don't need like these 20 steps to, to wash our face and take care of it and that kind of thing, you know? I mean, I will, I'll, I'll use lip balm. I usually like that. Sometimes I'll put that under, I love the chocolate one. I'll also put that under my eyes sometimes, mm. on my eyebrows, you know, it can right. go anywhere. Everything um, pretty much. I always, I always like lip balm because if I feel like I'm a little bit dry and wrinkly, you know, yeah, it just seals it in. And the chocolate one is so good. I've even used it like one time. We have our new mascara out. I don't know if you've tried yeah, our. I haven't yet. No, it's so amazing. And there, we put peptide in it to grow the lashes. And I gotta say, my lashes are longer. And I don't even, you know, wear like I don't use mascara that much. I mean, a couple times a month. Wow. But I was just like after like six months and then I was like doing it last September I mean like applying it and I was like oh my god like you know it's like there's they were so much longer like I didn't even know that I you know I thought sort of nice it would condition them and take care yeah. of them like the other beautiful um oils in the in the mascara but it's amazing but I was gonna say um I use the chocolate lip balm to remove the the mascara once and I love it as a makeup remover oh interesting I wouldn't know that oh uh, interesting yeah so many, so many things. Okay, guys. So check it out. LivingLifePatients.com forward slash TSC. Now let's talk about teeth. Before we get into all the amazing things that you have and how to probably take care of our teeth and the nutrition of our teeth, let's talk about 
the physiology of teeth. Like our teeth just sitting in our mouths and, and that is, is what we get. Like what is going on? I mean, you talk about the lymph of the teeth, the, the invisible toothbrush, right? The, the, the hormonal connection, like there's so many things going on with the teeth and it's quite, it's quite profound. So mm-hmm. tell us, enlighten us, what's going on? In our- it is pretty, it is pretty profound that like we've disconnected each body part from its, from the whole and that the mouth is seen as this separate system, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, I kind of blame Descartes for that, you know, back in the whatever, mm-hmm. like a century ago. And he, or uh, a couple centuries ago, and he was just sort of like dividing sort of the mind from the body. That sort of like, you know, I think therefore I am. But we just went to town with it, I feel like in modern medicine. And then specifically with dental care, it was about the time in the 1940s, the American Dental Association was trying to actually apparently decide, you know, is there is there sort of a, there was a systemic sort of group of dentists that felt that it was connected to the rest of the body, um, but they decided to go in about 1944 with the acidogenic, acidogenic theory of tooth decay, which was just merely like acids and sugar sitting on the teeth create decay, and that kind of cut off the rest of the discussion. Um, so that was sort of a pivotal moment. Um, but when I sort of go into a body system, I like to like, kind of like, how can we, you know, how do we wash our face or like, how are we going to take care of our teeth? Because, you know, I'm not going to start with the premise that, you know, whatever we designed in the 1950s is the way that we're going to be taking care of ourselves. And that was also in the forties and fifties where a lot of chemicals was sort of getting into a new heyday, you know, like, and then they were everywhere. Um, so a lot was happening at that time. But anyway, I like to really figure out like, yeah, so what is the body doing? Like we weren't born with a toothbrush in our hands. So like what's going on? What are the systems in the body? And it was kind of mind blowing to find out. And of course, I'm just studying dentists. I'm just I'm just a person with teeth, but I'm trying to figure out what are we supposed to do on a daily basis? Because all I know is those like childhood things where you go to the dentist like once or twice a year. And then it's just like, you know, not helpful in the sense of like, what, what are you supposed to doing? It's just like brush, floss. And for a lot of people that doesn't work at all. And then what are we brushing and flossing with? But again, we weren't born with the brush and floss. So like, again, what is the systems in the body? So luckily I was studying the work of Hal Huggins who was a pioneering dentist. And he, since the sixties was talking about mercury and he had a very rare book that I found. <laughs> he has a sense of humor too. And it was called Why Raise Ugly Kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and he had a pretty corporate. We, we, we didn't worry about offending people so badly back in the day. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. Yes, that's a good point. Um, and the dental chapter in there, there was a, a few things, a few chapters, like, I don't know. I can't remember the whole book now. I should actually get it again. I lost it in the fire, but I got to pick it up. Oh. Anyway, um, the so he was blown away when he went to go see a doctor called uh, Dr. Steinman, Dr. Ralph Steinman. And he said that uh, that's the moment that like his whole education in dentistry was like, you know, getting washed away like castles in, on the beach. And what Dr. Steinman found out in the 1950s, because in every August he had such severe allergies, he had to close his practice. Wow. And then I don't know how, but he came across like, you know, don't eat the white. So if he went off the white stuff, we'll call it like the, you know, sugar, flour, dairy, probably like just, you know, 
and it totally cleared up and he's just like it made him to go there's got to be a systemic connection with the with the teeth and apparently you know since like the late 1800s that was sort of the path they were trying to understand that because it only makes sense but anyway so once he he solved his allergy thing he decided to give up his daily practice and then he just went into research full time at loma loma linda university and what he found was he he was able to chart for the first time this systemic connection, um, even though it seems so obvious of the mouth and the rest of the body. And through like, um, you know, thousands of studies, he in short, this is uh, he used like X-ray dye and was able to find, um, you know, and he used rats because apparently they have teeth like us or whatever. But anyway, obviously, rats are used a lot in medical things. Um, but anyway, found out that when we chew foods, the substrates, the chemical messengers, hopefully we're eating nutrients, those connect with our hypothalamus. You know, the glands by the jaw, the parotid glands, they're communicating with the hypothalamus. I feel like it always goes back at some point to the hypothalamus for like anything to happen in the body. And then that sends out the chemical messengers. So then we've chewed the nutrients and then it goes down into our stomach and that process of, you know, the, you know, the nutrients going up and you going to the stomach and then up into the teeth takes about six minutes. But then apparently from the roots of the teeth up into the pulp chamber, that takes like an hour. So I find that kind of fascinating too, because the shortest distance is taking the longest, but in that, in that moment, there's a chemical, a chemical change. And the blood, so the tree, the teeth are like trees with roots, and then the blood is drawn up through the roots of the teeth mm -hmm. into the pulp chamber. Hold on. Shut my door. Um, into the pulp chamber, and there it's fenestrated into a lymphatic liquid. So it becomes this clear lymphatic liquid. Um, and then the pulp chamber is that sort of core heart, the heart of the tooth. And if you got a root canal, that's the part that's taken out and cemented over. Um, so all the things sort of happen in this pulp chamber and this liquid, this very precious liquid delivering nutrients goes into the pulp chamber and then is pushed out with odontos, odontoblasts, which are like little pistons for the liquid, pushing them out onto the surface of the teeth. And that's then this like microscopic liquid. It's like kind of like a microscopic sweat comes from inside the tooth out to the into the mouth. And there it coalesces with the saliva to, you know, just so many things it's doing for the teeth. Like it's like if there's a weak area, it will like go to that kind of like how, you know, a tree will work with the sap inside and repair wounds. And so it's it's a really important part of the alchemy. And then hopefully it's meeting sort of this alkaline saliva because our saliva is sort of like this sea, a little ocean in our mouths. And we want to have, you know, you don't want to have a dry mouth and you don't want to have an acidic mouth. Mm -hmm. And that's very protective. And that's what I call the invisible toothbrush, because this liquid acts like a buffering agent to prevent things, you know, to prevent all the things that we don't want going on in our mouth. And so it's this centrifugal force. It's like so the liquid's going upwards and inwards and spiraling out. So what happens is if this system is stressed by, you know, peak hormone times, like pregnancy or teen teen times, um, or we're on our cell phone all the time mm. by our ear or just chemical exposure or not actually eating nutrients, not having minerals, you know, depleting and uh, just eating junk food, that kind of thing. 
the system will stagnate. And so we're not getting that flow. We're not getting that invisible toothbrush going. And But worse yet, if it continues, then that system actually reverses. Mm-hmm. And then the tooth becomes like a straw. And then it sucks into the tooth, the, you know, the bacteria virus from the mouth, the decay essentially. And then that's actually the genesis of how a cavity is formed is as if this dentineal lymphatic system, which is actually, I forgot to tell you that part. That's what it's called. It's the, okay. like the teeth have a lymph system. I mean, that's just mind blowing. It is. It is. You know? Yes. And so, yeah, then it reverses. And so to get that back, you know, you've got to up your, you know, make sure you're eating mineral rich foods. You've got vitamin D going on, vitamin D with K2. K2 is very important with the vitamin D because that helps to, they work together. And when we have ample vitamin D in our body, then any minerals that we're ingesting get driven into the bone. If we don't have vitamin D3, K2, then the the minerals kind of just float around in the bloodstream. They're not getting driven into the bone. So they kind of usher the minerals in. They're like guiding them, which is very important. So the vitamin D3, K2 work synergistically with the minerals, which you need like, you know, some good magnesium, manganese, uh, phosphorus. So also now sugar is affecting us, but more because if we're spiking our blood sugar, this can, or if we're continually in a spiked blood sugar situation, or we're, you know, close to diabetic, hypoglycemia, these things are affecting the mouth, not from the sugar necessarily sitting on the teeth, but because there's, you know, the blood, the blood sugar is spiked. And when that's spiked, then we don't have the same mineral profile. And so, yeah, sugar is not good, but not because it's like on the tooth per se, right? Um, So that's what we have to understand is there's this, you know, invisible system that we can engage and it can be there, like really caring for our teeth, where then we're just sort of sloughing off, you know, the daily plaque and that kind of stuff rather than, you know trying to make the brushing be the solution for the cavity, which is a part of it, but it's not. Because when, if you go to the dentist, you feel like, oh, I guess I just didn't brush or something, right? But then there's people that are perfect brushers and flossers and they're still getting cavities. Oh, and obviously, because it's a, it's a deeper issue. Or yeah. you can have people that never brush and they don't have any cavities because they just got that constitution and they're eating, you know, they're eating and absorbing their nutrients. Right, like those Swiss people in Weston Price book where they bring yes. slime on his their teeth, but no, no cavities. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I love that book. Yeah. The Weston Price book is great because he also, he didn't know what it was at that time, but he called it, what do you call it? Activator X. He's like, there is something that's yes. like in the butter and in the things that they're eating. And it, we now believe it's the K2 combined with the D3 that takes care of it. And I love that because he was like 1930s, he was Weston Price was the president of the American Dental Association. And he would travel around with his wife, sort of Indiana Jones style, going to like, you know, Pacific Rim cultures, going to the Hebrides in Scotland and, or the, you know, the Swiss Alps and and looking at rare villages up in the mountains, you know, or the Hebrides was interesting because he was able to, there was twins. So one twin lived by the port you know, access to uh-huh. all the goods and the and the sugary items at the town shops. And then the other brother lived, you know, in the just in 
in, right. in a bit and uh, in the traditional housing with the peat roofs and not that the, the roof was <laughs> helping his teeth, but eating the traditional way. And just like the devastating difference in their bone structure. It was amazing, you know. And, how quick, and that's interesting because like you would think also when how they were raised is going to impact that, wouldn't you? Like I wonder True. when split yeah. fast that happens because that's that's remarkably quick if they start yeah. the same. Because I know generationally the, the changes are huge, but yeah. also in within that same generation, like how quickly you can degrade. Yeah, now you're making me want to reread the book. I'm like, how long did it take? <laughs> <laughs> An interesting thing. He, I, I, I'm not fresh on all like the details, but I have the, the general one is he was studying, he was, you know, doing root canals as I guess they did back then. But his son died after a root canal and then he studied like putting root canal, I think it was in a rabbit or something. And then that, like the rabbit got the same disease. And it was like- the crisis son that died? Yeah, and he was so, oh, like he oh, had to figure yeah. it out because he he was so sad by it. Like obviously devastating. Um, and I have to refresh myself on that, but he was just, he really had, had just started to go into the root canals, was completely devastated by them. And then an interesting story to Hal Huggins, because this is later, obviously, but somebody came to a Hal Huggins lecture and they were like, I have this like treasure chest of all of his work on like root canals and stuff. And they were waiting for like the right person to wow. give it to. Yeah. So then Hal Huggins was the inheritor of like that whole information. Um, but in Renegade Beauty, my newer book, um, I think that was published in 2018, there is like, I mean, you know, there's still the dental book and everything in there, but that was able to add just some extras. And um, I do go into a study done by Dr. Nunnally on root canals. And um, they took textbook perfect root canals, you know, that, that a dentist would just be like, oh, yeah, they're great. They showed perfect on an x-ray. Mm -hmm. They extracted them. And this was an independent study and they found, yeah, all of them have, you know, varying degrees of se severe necrotic bacteria. So it didn't matter. Like if, if, again, if it looked perfect on x-ray, it still had severe necrotic bacteria. And, um, and that's because, you know, root canals just aren't, they're not good. They're a good theory. The theory is that we'll just save the tooth. Mm -hmm. which is good because you know it's great to have like a tooth that looks like a tooth and it's a natural tooth um and they so they'll take out that pulp chamber cement it and then the idea is that you have just like you know a dead tooth in your mouth saving that chewing surface and that it would be sealed but it's only in theory hermetically sealed it's not I mean part of it's sort of sealed off so then you know blood can't get to it to flush out the bacteria you know, and then the, the one of the main things, too, is um, this still blows my mind. Like every molar has 300 meters and like still that stat, like I'm always in my head. I'm like, you know, it's not three, it's <laughs> even three, me three meters would be long, but 300 meters of microscopic tubules. Yeah, that's and insane. they cannot be sterilized. You know, it's like taking a chainsaw to do like the finest work. Like it's nice. not compatible. So it's impossible to sterilize. So you only have this sort of nest of necrotic bacteria growing in your mouth. And, uh, you know, and then it doesn't, you know, so depending on your person and your constitution, 
you know, how much of a time bomb is that, you know, maybe you'll be fine your whole life. Maybe one person that had it in is having like an eyesight issue three months later, Mm -hmm. or somebody's manifesting MS a bit later, like a year. You know what I mean? So there's, so, you know, of course, causation isn't correlation. And if you feel fine, that, that could be fine, but it's something you want to keep an eye on. Um, But if, if you do have an issue with your health or some kind of autoimmune thing, you know, you probably want to have that root canal removed. Yeah, that's what I can ask. So if somebody is either in need of one or already has one, what would you recommend in those situations? So if you need one, really check, do you really need one? Is it sort of preventative? Uh, you know, do you need another opinion? Do you need a better dentist? Um, you know, so th- there's those things because some might be keen. You know, and I do in and, and Renegade Beauty, I, I go through two journalistic stories. One is in the States where a journalist is visiting 50 dentists and one's in Canada and they visit 20 and they both have like, you know, their teeth examined to try and get to the real issue, like really understand what it is. And then they go and get 20 different uh, advice or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's it was every single dentist was different, right? For both of them, ranging from $500 to $30,000 in solution. Wow. Many of them miss the actual tooth that needed repair work, which I think it was basically kind of for both of them was like a molar needed a crown kind of thing. Right. Like it's staggering. And when the American Dental Association was asked about this discrepancy for the U.S. story, they said, well, dentistry is not a science. It's an art. And I was like, oh, well, that's that's interesting. <laughs> that is. I, yeah. I think we all think it was a science. You know? think so. And yes, yeah. how the teeth look. There's so much cosmetic dentistry going on. But what is the health of the actual tooth? Exactly. And so while dentistry seems like it's black and white and the x-rays may seem black and white, there is like, you know, obviously 50 shades of gray in there that just with many. So definitely like, you know, I think every, you know, it's really important to have a really good dentist and, you know, you may like your dentist and they may be nice people, but they may not have a clue about what's going on right now, you know? And so that's important to know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So first, do you really need one? And then secondly, if you do need one or you need to have it removed, hopefully if it's in the molars, then it's just then just remove it. But it's important whether you're removing it or removing like removing the old root canal or extracting the tooth. Again, you want to go to a, a good biological dentist because the method of extraction in normal dentistry, whether it's just like removing a tooth or removing a wisdom tooth or what have you. They leave, it's, they leave the periodontal ligament in, which is a part of the tooth. Um, and that's just what's taught in school. Um, but Hal Huggins explained it to me. It's sort of akin to leaving the placenta in after giving birth. Mm. You don't want. And no. then what happens is like, obviously the gum grows over and it all seals up, but then it creates jaw, a jaw cavitation, which is basically a cavity in the jawbone instead of the tooth. Wow. And a jaw cav- cavitation does not manifest on an x-ray until it's about 80% gone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like 80, yeah, not gone, but like 80% infected, or well, I guess it's kind of gone. So, yes. so then the option is, um, then you, you know, at some point, even like I, I knew I had to come to that day where, cause knowing, you know, I, I was going deep into research around 208, 
Um, and I was, and I have had three wisdom teeth out. So I was like, I will definitely have to get oh, that checked. Man. And I did in 2018. Cause again, I have to go to the right dentist. So that takes a moment. My dentist is in Texas. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Although in Calgary, you've got a great option. Um, with, uh, in, out by Hannah. Yes. Warwick. I can't remember the name, but I remember you mentioned that yeah. before. They're still there. That do- that dentist yeah. is there. It's a daughter and a dad okay. and they're great. Okay. Um, that up. So, yeah, so what happens So to get the jaw cavitation removed, so the dentist will check and really, if the tooth's already gone, so it's not that traumatic really on one level, um, but it has to be done right. And so they'll scrape the infection out of the jawbone, which again, they're using freezing. It doesn't, it sounds awful, but it didn't hurt. It doesn't hurt after either. You're not like, it's not like, it's not like having the tooth removed where you kind of have that, where you're really sore for a few days. Yeah. It actually doesn't hurt. Um, you had a so jaw cavitation? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I had to do it wherever I had the root canal. I mean, sorry, I didn't have a root canal. Wherever the wisdom teeth out, which was the three. Wow. Um, I had a wisdom teeth come, come in in my 30s. So I still had that one, which was just Oh, so wow. Weird. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, and they, they he checked. And of course, there was, it was, a, I don't know, it needed some kind of cleanup. As is like 90 eight percent of all extraction sites need a cleanup wow. uh, because of the traditional method and so they'll scrape it and then a blood clot blood comes back to the area and then a blood clot forms and that's really key and then um you know if you're going to the right dentist they will then inject the area with ozone and then also your own plasma oh so yeah so they'll just have a, a good dentist will have like a, a blood centrifuge at the office they'll take out your blood and then put it in the spinner and then you get the your own plasma separated from the blood it's this beautiful golden liquid and then that's injected into the site and then that brings stem cells and healing to the area for like the next six months wow okay so you definitely oh, want a doctor that does right? that right or a dentist yeah. like how yeah. many you know, people consider that wow okay yeah and if it is so if it is a molar you can just leave the space you know especially if it's just one um, and Dr. Huggins said, yeah, your face isn't going to cave in. You're fine. Um, but obviously, if it's a front tooth, you got a different situation. Yes. And so the options there are, you know, you can do a bridge, but then they're shaving off good teeth on either side. Or do you have teeth on either side? Um, you could have a temporary, but that's kind of, I feel like if it's your front teeth, that's kind of, you know, yeah. and you might talk a bit funny. Um, or you can do a post, like an uh, implant. Mm-hmm. Now with those, also, if you have any old implants in your mouth, you'll want to redo it because everybody was using, and mainly everybody still uses titanium, which is a very toxic metal. And you do not want that in your jawbone. Right. So um, there is zirconium which has been used in Europe for like 40 years and is very immune compatible. Again, it's any, it's a foreign object in your body. So there might be some issues with receiving it, but it seems very immune compatible for most people. And there are with ceramic, there are also ceramic options, but you have to check into the purity level okay, and make sure it's, it's, it is truly clean. Cause like a porcelain, you know, a lot of people spend more on like porcelain fillings and stuff, but they still have heavy metals in them. So they're not, always uh what you think so that's important and so yeah for the front i would do like a zirconium post from again your very very good dentist 
Right. Few and far between though, right? Yeah. Far between. And you don't want to be the first zirconium patient, you know? Right. <laughs> also, in my book, and also we have an article on the website, it, it is, uh, you know, questions to ask prospective dentists. And so I think that's a really good oh, resource. Yeah. It's just from a few questions you can find out. And like, really, if your doctor is truly rocking it in this day and age, they the whole practice would not be doing root canals. So that's a sign of a very good practice when they're like, no, we don't do that because they know they're deadly. Right. You know? And yeah. they've no, and then once you know that, I mean, you can't unknow it, you know? And so hopefully you've done something about that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've known a few people that the problem is I think a lot of people wouldn't think to connect their MS symptoms to their, yeah they, they, yeah, they do. I talk in the book about uh, Dr. Isles, who's like uh, uh, for, I think, about 40 years, hopefully still around. He's been, you know, healing and working with cancer patients in Europe. And he won't begin the work if you if you still have your root canal. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. So it's interesting. So kids, what about kids? So my son, like, I think a lot of kids feel very violated by having a toothbrush. Oh, my God. Right. It's it's quite. Oh, yeah. a reach and so we didn't but my son there's a few things so he had not the best experience with his baby teeth so I was a vegan for a lot of time before becoming pregnant still a vegetarian as a pregnant and I made a lot of water kefir when my son was little in kombucha and not really realizing oh my god all that acidity on the teeth all the time so he had a couple teeth pulled, probably not. So what happens when they're pulled as baby teeth? First of all, but like, yeah. thank God have been amazing. Not an issue whatsoever. Thank God. But yeah, teeth pulled. Yeah. I reversed the cavity with ozone in his teeth. I started plugging the yeah. area with ozone and reversed the whole thing. So there's a lot of things in there, but let's talk kids dental health and do the same rules apply with pulling and all that kind of thing as adults. Yeah. Which is why, yes, first of all, yeah, it, I mean, it was seeing the, like, I was vegan for a long time, so I totally get it, but it is not sustainable, right? It's oh, not yeah. sustainable to make babies or to grow them, you mm -hmm. know, and seeing vegan teeth on the kids is not, they're so weak, right? We just, we know that now. And it was actually the dental stuff that even further made me go, yeah, we can't we can't do that. We need the other nutrients. So, so I get it, but like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta figure that out. Um, if you're going to have babies and stuff, cause it does when you're, you know, it's, it's the pre-pregnancy and the pregnancy that's really forming the teeth. Right. So that's really important. Um, oh, I forgot where we were going to go with that. Oh yeah. If there is an issue and they're saying to do like a root canal or like it's called a little pulpectomy or something on the kids, you're definitely, if, if it is an issue, then it's better to just get the tooth uh, removed, that baby tooth, but don't root canal it. You know what right. I mean? That, was, that sounds crazy to root canal a baby tooth. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a good option. No. Um, but definitely right away, K2, D3, you know, feel out, do your own research, but probably like, you know, I th some people might think five to 10,000 IU is high. I 
I don't personally. Um, what do you think about the K though? On Because the thing is, is the recommendations for vitamin K in Canada compared to the US are like orders of magnitude different. So what are your recommendations mm -hmm. on how much vitamin K? You know what? I haven't looked at that specifically. Uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know they were different either. Yeah, that's a are. good point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so you might have to like up your K. Yeah, but they make, they work together. So there's yeah. a good ratio. There's a good book on that. Oh, what's her name? Kate Rianne Blue. I think she's Canadian too. Okay. All about K2. It's great. Okay. Oh, and that's, that's probably got some good advice in there. But yeah, they go together. And, um, but right away, there's usually a vitamin D deficiency. So right away. And you may need like, you know, you can go to a doctor or naturopath, or there are ways you can get it yourself. And you can inject like 50,000 IU of vitamin D and just get that baseline up and then supplement and sun and get some sunbathing in, you know, but you might need to bring your levels right up. So in the, in March is not a good time to go to the dentist, for example, because everybody's D depleted. And then the cavity diagnoses are like so much higher because and often people. So they heal. That? So they're healing. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they often heal. There was like, sometimes people don't even know sort of the waxing and waning of their own, like a cavity, you know, they may, if they, they may have got one coming, but if they didn't go to a dentist, they may not know. And then maybe they're they're balancing it out again. You know what I mean? So they didn't even know what kind of came and went. Cool. Yeah. So really, get, so right away, even with sensitive teeth, bruxism, teeth grinding, you got to get the vitamin D up to sufficient levels. And it's a living thing, the vitamin D. Like every day you need to either have some, like a supplement or get in the sun or both because it's not really in the food supply. You know, hopefully you're, you know, if you can eat some organs and like you got some liver pate going or something. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was just not really coming in from food sources. And we are like, so not in the sun. As you recommend culture. supplementing if they are in the summertime, getting a, an ample amount of sun without the sunscreen barrier. Well, to you know, I, I was, I, I really, like I really sunbathe, like I really, like I chart it, you know, I'm like, I've got wow. my D minder app. So every time I'm in the sun, I'm calculating my D levels, the D minder app. It's so good. And I, I got it. Ask about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, so I would say like, I'm on it and I'm on the sunbathing and probably ways that most people are not. And I have to still sometimes, I mean, I've got to really, yeah, I got to be on it all summer. And then wow. I could probably not do in the summer, but then I've got to make sure as, as there's less, you know, even though there's still sun UV in the September, October here, but me, obviously I'm doing it less than cause there's like less sunny days or whatever. And I have to like, before the sun runs out, get the supplements going again. You know what wow. I mean? Wow. So I, I knowing my own dedication, I would say, I think most people need supplements year round, even if they're getting in the sun. Because wow. like Ron, my husband and son, they'll get sunshine and, you know, I'm always like, don't get your shirt, you know, get your shirt off, get in the sun, all that. So I'd say they're pretty like average, just sort of, they're not tracking it like I am. Um, but if that's their situation, knowing how I'm so hardcore, like you, I'd say most people, even if they're sun friendly and they're getting out there would probably need to still supplement from my own experimentation. Wow. And you don't think it's enough to have liver weekly maybe some 
it's a grass fed products and things like that. Well, that's all good. But when we're in the sun, there's a, yeah, there's a different type of vitamin D that's yes. created. It's a water. So that's important. And yeah, I don't, well, depends. I mean, maybe we'd have to look at the ratios of D in the organ meats. Cause yeah, I mean, I, I love not taking a supplement or when I've cracked a code to like, you know, get it from elsewhere. And I think, you know, liver is pretty amazing at, it's like what it's like if you look at its vitamin profile it's like super vitamin it's amazing totally it totally. took a while to even integrate that because like, it's like organ meats are less tasty but i finally i got a pate recipe that's amazing nice yeah i just I went like crave it now yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah i just went yeah. full on i went from being vegan to when i was pregnant vegetarian and then about a year and a half in, I'm like, this is stop making sense. We started reading Kate Shanahan's Deep in Nutrition and Weston Price and, you know, all that stuff. I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. And I'm breastfeeding like freaking crazy. That's just oh, yeah. out of me. And yeah. so I just went full on. I went from nothing to sauces, to chicken feet, to organs, to just bring it in. So yeah, I think I just say a similar path. Yeah. So yeah. 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 I'm yeah, like, just pretty much like a steak and potato gal you know what I mean like well yams for the potatoes and you know steak and liver and yeah I'm good yeah <laughs> you know it's a big change but it's good I feel better <laughs> for it too so that's awesome so what about all these modern before we get into your luscious beautiful products um what about all these things that people like now you can like bleach your teeth whenever you want. I mean, we've got, you know, the Colgate, the Crest, we've got all that stuff going on. We've got, I, I don't even know, all this cosmetics. Like, I don't know. It's all about poison. I don't know, <laughs> wash. Like what is all that stuff? To, oh, and first, before that, can we talk about the importance of the microbiome of the mouth and what is that doing for the teeth and how do we, how do we keep a healthy microbiome in the mouth? Well, actually those kind of questions are actually kind of related because right? The the microbiome in the mouth. So often I'm sure we've heard of the gut microbiome, which is just like basically the bacteria that's keeping us alive. The bacteria that's like communicating with all the body systems, the endocrine. Oh my God, what other body systems are there? The digestive, the musculoskeletal, like everything, right? And so we were very cell and deorientated, I feel like before the 2000s, like, and right, it was which is still important, but we had people we were, we were oriented. Sorry, I missed we were that. very much into like the DNA and oh, the gene, okay. like yes. right pre two thousand genome DNA cells, yes. which obviously those are important. But we had no clue what was on the horizon of the microbiome, right. which is basically you know as many cells as we have, we have the same amount of. I mean, not we don't not the same same, but you know I mean billions of cells, billions of bacteria work to make uh, our bodies function. I mean, it's just in the eighties when we thought the stomach was sterile Crazy. and now we know it's this like bustling hive of bacteria and all this sort of stuff. So the whole alimentary canal is obviously got a microbiome. The mouse microbiome is connected to obviously ear, nose, throat microbiome, gut microbiome. You know, we've got yoni microbiome, the skin microbiome, you know, nose micro. So there's all these little microbiomes which is our little ecosystem. We're basically a host to a banquet of bacteria. Mm. And with our skin, we want to actually allow the bacteria to be our beautician. So when we're using chemicals or sodium lauryl sulfate or benzoyl peroxide to treat that zit, we are messing with the microbiome and we're mutating the very precious species that we don't even, you know, 
no, we are, we're just starting to know. Right. So there's a lot to discover there. And then with our mouths, we just sort of had this, again, I feel like out of the 40s and 50s came this scorched earth policy, this germ warfare, mm -hmm. right, on the environment or like pesticides. We're going to grow food and we're going to spray it. <laughs> you know, it's sort of the same thing with our mouths where we've taken this ecosystem and then we're just like, great, like Listerine with like synthetic alcohol, which all those synthetic mouthwashes uh, as a category, there's a stat, they, this is an older stat, like 2012, but they're creating over 36,000 cases of oral cancer a year. Wow. wow. And because it's mutating the species that are supposed to, you know, be taking care of our mouth. And even things like strep, like strep creates cavities in mouths, but not everybody that has strep, like pretty much everybody has some form of strep at some point, you know, or it's there, but we have to have all the good bacteria keeping in balance. And so that's why some, some, there seems to be a difference for people. It's like with if strep is creating cavities for some, but not others. And uh, researchers and scientists feel that it's because, you know, in some people it's, they're missing their ancestral bacterial buddies that are keeping things in check. And so most of the things that we're using in our mouths, triclosan and the Colgate, uh, bleach for bleaching, sodium oral sulfate, and you know, on and on it goes. All of that is mutating the microbes. So then we can't, you know, or even antibiotics to bust through a biofilms, you know, makes sense on one level, but then it's mu mutating the good bacteria. And so what's really cool about the botanicals, which I like to think of as botanical biotics, because they're not antibiotic, biotic being life, antibiotic being against life, mm. botanical biotics being for life, and all those, you know, familiar, beautiful, well, familiar to me, but the, uh, like the beautiful things like frankincense, tea tree, mastic, myrrh, frankincense, rose, cinnamon, clove, cardamom, like different cultures, those are revered plants, you know, historically and cross-culturally, and they've all been used in oral care. And now we have modern science studies that can show us that what's so cool about these plants and their essential oil distillations is that they act as quorum sensing inhibitor inhibitors, QSI for short. And what that means is quorum sensing is when pathogens start to gain traction they start to communicate and gene express and that enables them to get you know into their gangs and eventually form little biofilm gangs so to speak and you know something like clove can come in and inhibit that quorum sensing yet they're all able to work with the beneficial bacteria so instead of this like antibiotic just you know this right. indiscriminate assassin just killing it all we're able to have the plant intelligence come in, you know, dismantle the pathogen, but keep the beneficial bacteria, which is so the sort of silver bullet we need right now, because that's exactly what we need. We need that, what we're sort of the medicine that we're using to take care of our skin and mouths to be able to discern. Mm -hmm. And it has that ability. So even things like, uh, you know, hydrogen peroxide is able to, you know, work with pathogens, but not, you know, still, but still be in harmony with a lot of the beneficial bacteria. So hydrogen peroxide is good for, 
you should always have some, you know, you want to use it diluted. You don't want to use it every day because it can be a little too astringent on the gums and kind of, you know, we don't want the gums to get too oversensitized. Um, so actually, if you are using it too, a good thing too is to follow up with like a baking soda, a rinse or something to then neutralize that. So it is a good thing. Another thing I like to do is just take some baking soda and that diluted 3% hydrogen peroxide and you just like mix it in a jar. I have no measurements. You just, just do it. <laughs> and you do actually let it evaporate, like dry out and evaporate a bit. And you kind of have this like hydrogen peroxide infused baking soda. Oh, okay. It's lovely for whitening and stuff. So that's really good. The thing with the bleaches is that it's like weakening the enamel and you're white for a moment. It's a weird white too. And then you're, you're, you're looking for a yellow, like, I mean, not looking, but that's what you're eventually creating. And then you're in another catch 22 because right. then you're going to need bleaching more. And then the other thing that we need to know is that whiteness, the teeth whiteness actually comes from within. So the enamel is actually translucent, like a window. And it's the health of that pulp chamber inside, which I like to think of as fat. Like we want those juicy fats in there, so those fat-soluble K2D3. And um, the health will then get reflected, you know, out into that transparent thing. So like that's when you see gray and glassy teeth, often on a vegan diet. Yes. Or, you know, there could be other issues or like a lot of antibiotic use of some that, sorry, I got a lemon dog in, that um, challenges the teeth a lot. Yeah, I wish I could show her right now. She's so cute. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, you don't want to get in catch 22 with the bleaching and that kind of thing. And you want to think of the whiteness from coming from within the teeth. And then often, especially in our world, we're eating a lot of pigmented foods. So often the discoloration could just be harder to remove, but not impossible, but sort of discolored plaque from your mm. spirulina smoothie right. or your red wine or whatever, your chaga teas, you know? Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what you want to polish off. And um, our we last year came out with a toothpaste I've been wanting to make it for a few years. And it's with a mineral with nano, hy, hy, oh my God, how can I use it? See, I can't see it now, hydroxyapatite. So is that, so it's the nano, okay. So I've been looking at the yeah. nano hydroxyapatite. I'm like, oh, it's yeah. nano. As soon as I hear the word nano, I'm like, is it is it okay? Yeah, we really went into it. And it's the mineral that makes up your teeth. It's like most yes. of the teeth making that structure. Yes. And so, I mean, Obviously, fluoride's a whole other issue, but dentists that use it are like, oh my God, it's better than fluoride. It helps to seal the tooth surface. It helps to uh, even it out. It helps to whiten it. It helps to remineralize it. So it's amazing. And it was actually approved by NASA. I mean, whatever that means, but <laughs> that was the only thing. But they did approve it for bone. It did prevent bone loss. So right. We'll yes. We'll uh, yeah, I know that. that works. Yeah. 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 So it's really great. And then you can combine that with some things once in a while. You know what I mean? Like we've got, we've got this actually like infrared light coming that you could like pack in a little kind of tooth mask and then put that in your mouth um, for a bit. We also have these silicone tooth trays, kind of like the ones you would get at the dentist, they would put yeah. the fluoride in, but you can put in your nano, you can take a little bowl, you know, even mix a little more baking soda in there. Um, you know, use some of the swishing serum, make more of a, like a, the, make the paste even sort of pastier and then just pop that in 
you know, for an hour or so and just sort of have a spa moment with your mouth feeding that into the teeth, which is really good. You can also take um, pumice. You can get like natural pumice flour, so to speak. So you need the finest micron. It's usually called the flour. So it's not, there's, it's finer than fine. So okay. basically you'll, you'll feel it and it will feel like, like literally like flour, right. like F-L-O-U-R. And it has to be that soft. And then you just take that with some of the toothpaste and then you just brush. And that's such a good like tooth exfoliator. Just avoid the gum area a bit because you want to be keep, you know, keep very gentle with the gums. Mm -hmm. And that's a great remover of stains. So how often, okay, a couple quotes. So how often can you do the baking soda infused with hydrogen peroxide? How often would you do that? You could probably do it a few times a week. Just know like if you're if your gums start just feeling a little sensitive, then scale that back. Mm -hmm. And then and, and get, you know, or maybe you need to, to kind of get your gum health in order, which is like you want to make sure none of them are receding. And we have the eight steps for that. And that's like, you know, you really want to care for that. We don't want the gums receding because then yeah. when that enamel's exposed, it's a different quality That's enamel. My problem. That's my problem that I really have to focus on. I've got receding gums. You want to do the steps, and then we also have this syringe. It's like um, okay. blunt tipped. Yeah. And you can put all kinds of things in there. You could do your hydrogen peroxide rinse. You could have some swishing serum. You could add, you know, salt water. And or the healthy gum drops, and then you're just flushing out the gum lines. You just it's kind of like if you, yeah, if you like swept stuff under the rug, so to speak, of yeah. your gum, then you got to clear that out so the gum can come back down. And how much and so, do they actually grow back down? Do they have you seen a? Well, big it's like you want to think of it as yeah, it's like gum pocket, and so. If you've gone, well, you haven't gone to the dentist, but if you did, maybe they'd be <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's your gum pocket on this tooth, like a seven. Yeah. And it's not, it's, you can totally bring it back down to like a two. You really can. Um, with Because then the other thing is with gum grafting, so many people have to have it done in 10 years because they didn't deal with the actual issue. Right. right? It's yeah. a Band-Aid. I'm always like going, what is the not Band-Aid? Right. Of course. Of course. Right. And so yeah. brushing. You want to make sure you're not going like back and forth, yes. back and forth, which is how we're taught, but gum down, gum yeah. down, or like bottom teeth would be gum up, gum up. The tops, you can go to town or like if you're brushing, I don't know, and you're like just right and you're totally not using the gum. You can go to town wherever yeah. there's literally no gum, but right. you kind of want to get into that practice of right. you know, just yeah. gentle. Yeah, I started doing that. So I also, so... What do you think about this? I made my own tooth powder lately and awesome. I find it keeps my teeth so white, but it's just bentonite clay, charcoal, baking soda, and essential oils. Yeah. That's what I did. Is that, is that like, do you have to look at any of the, the grit of that stuff? No, and those are all, yeah, we looked at, it's called the RDA or there's the Morris, like M-O-R, Mo's, Mo's. It's like all about the dental abrasivity rating. Okay. And we often get emails like, oh, baking soda is so abrasive. And it's like, it's not. It's RDA is like, I think it's seven. It's definitely under 10. Most toothpaste are over 70, over 100. No way. Sensitive, yeah. Like sensitive, like I think Tom's of Maine, like is like a 70. Wow. Sensitive teeth. No. Yeah. So you go to town on that baking soda. It's totally gentle. Um, Dr. Paul Keys, he was a 
like a periodontal surgeon. So a lot of gum grafts in his, his practice. And he wanted to help people not have the surgery. So he did this thing, which works so well. And it's fun for kids. Um, you, you know, just brush as we do, like, you know, in our eight steps. So do all the brushing. And then, um, then you do a coating of like just baking soda or our, our toothpaste are hot in baking soda. So you can use that yeah. or just some classic baking soda yeah. and you leave it on. So you're just sort of coating the teeth with uh, baking soda. And then you take half a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar and then you put that in your mouth and it's like, just like a little science experiment in your mouth. Like it's <laughs> so just I've all done foaming that. and everything. I've done it from you, yes. Yeah, it's such a great lifter of all the plaque and stuff. It's so good. So that's a fun- Do you have to do way. anything to, to buffer the acid afterwards? No, because, the, because the baking soda is so high in alkalinity yeah. that the sum total of the two is still that's, alkaline. It's still buffered, okay. And so- before we talk about your amazing stuff. So can we, what are some dietary guidelines? What are some basic yeah. things that we should be incorporating into our diets to ensure that we have healthy, strong white teeth? Yeah, well that the D3K2. So I do think we have to supplement as well, you know, and then have our organ meats and the sun shine. Okay. But that is really key. And then, well, you know, and there's lots of organ meats or like organ I don't know. Are they called meats? I guess organ organs. Yeah. We'll just call them yeah. organs. There's so many great brands and capsules now that really yes. you can rock that. that too. And then, you know, and then because that's why, because you would need your basic, you need your basic minerals, but that's just so hard for everybody's just so all over the map with that. Yeah. So it's not like it's like just magnesium or something. And that's why I like the organs or liver, like liver pate, because it's just very complete. Totally. And if you, you know, do that long enough or like, you know, have a good three month run at something you'll, you know, probably get remineralized. And then you've got the D3 K2 to usher those minerals into the bones. Um, so that would be like the sort of foundation, like a dietary foundation. And then you want to make sure you're absorbing things like just gut health in general. Hopefully that's rocking, mm -hmm. you know, B1 is pretty key to get the guts back in order. One, yeah, that's, that's a fun thing. Getting to look more, into. yeah, there's getting more. I, I find there's more information on B1 these days. So, mm -hmm. fats, any specific fats that you recommend at all? Just fat is good in general, you know, like you know, your butter, ghee, tallow, olive oil, coconut, right. MCT. Those that's what I would stick to, right? Um, I like it. There's a water buffalo butter that I've been getting that I really wow. like. Wow, yeah, yeah. and that's that's. That's good for like, as I'm not totally into dairy, you know, but I find that's a very, I uh, forget what's going on with the water buffalo, but it's definitely got like a non, whatever people may find sensitive in, uh, in like butter in, you know, classic butter is usually not in the water buffalo. Okay. I can't remember what, but it's kind of like in the goat realm. But A1, I think the A1 casein, yeah. the A2 casein. So if you can find an A2 source of dairy, much better. And I think that's why the sheep, the goats better and certain Jersey and whatever. Yeah. Probably the water that's too. that's right? it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I am super oh, interested in. Wait, oh, sorry. Yes. Yes. Just thought of something too. Also, we talked about what to eat, what to not eat. Okay. Yes. Okay. Right? Because this is where it's key because there's anti-nutrients. Right. And one thing that's really key for teeth and like that won't make the teeth healthy is things high in phytic acid. 
that's like a robber of minerals. So, you know, if you are vegetarian and having like oats for breakfast, lentils for lunch and rice for dinner, mm. that's a lot of phytic acid. Right. And especially if it's not soaked and prepped. So if there are, you know, if you're eating in that realm, you got to, uh, you got to rock the proper preparations. Right. Because that, then you've got a diet really high in phytic acids, and then you're literally depleting the very important minerals for the teeth. Right. So soaking, fermenting. That's yeah. The- and all of that. Yeah. I mean, now I just don't even, I don't go to those realms. You know what I mean? No. Or something like oxalates could be really challenging your digestion and then you're not absorbing what you're eating. Right. So that's like, like that's a big area, but that's, a, a, I think, a key thing for people to look at if they've got like inflammatory responses to things, you know? Right. And then there's, of course, the the usual crap, which is and these days, it's also genetically modified crap on top of it. So yeah, keep that out in general. Yeah, because glyphosates aren't helping the no, gut. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. And the, the main thing with that is there's, well, they say there's like, uh, it's just to, like the chemicals that are used in the glyphosates is just to inhibit the shikimate pathway of the you know, insects or whatever, that kind of thing. Yes. But the, and then, and then the companies that have them say, and the humans don't have that. Right. Pathway, but all our bacteria do. Yeah. And I think the plant in order to uptake everything, right. It's just, it's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, So crazy. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) I know. Zach Bush talked a lot about that. I think it was, that's who I learned that from originally. And the lines are getting erased. Like, the, you know, like the regulat- regulations for organic and things they are getting. Oh, they voted to drop all transparency around, I think, genetic modification of any food. No, no need to declare. And the regulators are the ones that produce and profit from them as well. So it's just it's crazy making when you read this stuff and how people don't see that connection is just crazy so yeah it's so important now to know your farmers know your food sources know the integrity of your producers because wow and the problem is is if they just maybe they go without something and then they think well i have to get it from here and they don't even and if there's nothing needs to be declared you know it's like it's eventually it's going to be it's yeah this is so blurred right it's it's just yeah it's just when you really care and then you're trying to raise healthy children right oh my god on top of that, it's just so, yeah, it's frustrating. Oh, and so coming back quickly to the children thing, do you have yeah. to worry about the the ligament when extracting? Oh, I can't remember. Um, I think they're just doing it in a different way because there's another tooth coming. Yeah, so it didn't. I think change. that's why it's called a pulpectomy because it's a little bit different. Oh, okay. Or like, or that's the thing instead of the root canal. So I'm sorry, I don't know that for sure right now. Okay. But yeah, it's definitely, I don't. It's just a bit different because there's an, another tooth coming. Yeah, because my son has had a few teeth pulled. He actually right. pulled. And I'm assuming like, with a tooth underneath there, I'm sure that's- Yeah, now that. sometimes, like I know, especially when I was growing up, there was that, oh, we're going to make more room in your mouth. Yeah. And they would just like pull some teeth. Right. So I don't know if they did that and there's nothing else coming. So just maybe check in. But I well, think they he's did okay. Because like, he had bad, he had one that was like half gone. It was pretty scary. Like- they were bad. They were bad. But so let's talk. How old is he now? 14. Nice. My son's 15. Yes. They're, yeah, I remember they're actually fairly close. And so he's got his teeth all fit. 
there's actually still spaces. So I'm hoping, you know, lots of room for wisdom teeth. He hasn't had any problems with any kind of cavities or anything. They're way stronger. So thank God. Also, just know, like with wisdom teeth, 67%. And this is from the Journal of, I don't know, somewhere in England dentistry. <laughs> yeah. Um, 67% are totally uh, whatever useless. Like you should not, 67% of wisdom teeth removal, the teeth that were removed should not have been removed. I believe that. So do do not go for the prophylactic. No. Oh, well, they're just, just no, let yeah. them come in. And yeah. even if it's going to come in crooked, let it come in because it might straighten itself out. We need the teeth. It's not, they're there for a reason. It's I just believe- our jaws got smaller. Of course. But we, you might need that tooth when you're older because maybe the one beside it is going to go or whatever. So yeah. you want to, you know, minimally invasive dentistry, keep what you can and work with a dentist that just knows that and is into that. Right. Yeah. It never made sense to me. It's like they're coming in for a reason and you're just going to prophylactically pull them. Like to me, that's crazy making it like that's crazy. It's like the, your, your teeth go in for a reason. And let's look at why they don't fit anymore. Yeah. And then there's things that you, instead of doing orthodontics, I, I have a chapter on braces, but there's orthotropics. There's different things. There's um facial. I forget what it's called. Just like, you know, restructuring your face through like exercise, uh, myofascial. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, there's stuff you can do, but the orthotropics, for example, and there's spacers. So you may just need to create more space in the arch of the mouth, for example, which is going to be beneficial for even the development of the face, that kind of thing. Right. But but braces actually make the teeth, the face grow differently. Mm. And there's a good video, Australia, 60 minutes, orthodontist braces. I'm sure you could find it where you yeah. got twins again and one had braces one didn't and it's completely different face wow is that's fascinating that's fascinating. My, yeah i interviewed a, a de- dentist out of um california years ago and he does that but it was for my my program on conscious pregnancy and parenting and he he mm-hmm. talks about the bite and how it, it's it's see i can't remember his name now either so fresh yeah. my one a time but and about the braces and how there's other ways that where you get these these splints put in and then it brings your jaw forward and it changes the whole yeah. stuff but in a way that is not just pulling teeth it's your whole structure and how that's affecting the the substance p and how substance oh. p is such a massive part of so many sicknesses uh, and problems and it's it's an amazing yeah it's it's a really interesting interview because it's a totally different approach to fixing matters constructed like the structure of the mouth yeah yeah that's important it's also important for kids and adults to not mouth breathe yes yeah. mouth breathing in kids can cause cavities right as well uh, probably adults too um because you're not getting that saliva fluid you know washing the sort of teeth at night right and you know besides just oxygenation and stuff but mouth breathing will literally create a different face structure as well right Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about some of your amazing products. And I want to first talk about ozone and why is ozone so amazing? But like, I literally watched a spot start to form on my son's tooth and I got on it and I flooded it with ozone every day and I watched it disappear. Like it was amazing. And abscesses, once I caught onto this finally and really got into it, like it's, 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 it's a miracle. So what is ozone doing to the tooth itself? And why is it so beneficial in the mouth? Well, it's like O2 has this free, free, uh, 
free, uh, oh my God, what is that electron? And it's able to zap, you know what I mean? Because it's like finding something. It's like, mm -hmm. so that's why it's good to eat ozone saunas or whatever, because whatever you're sweating out gets zapped by this free molecule. And I mean, that's kind of it. Tesla, the inventor, mm -hmm. invented um, one of his varying, uh, you know, uh, patents. He had so many across so many different fields, but he ozonated olive oil. So he was the one to invent that of uh, putting mm -hmm. ozone through oil and then the oil captures it. Mm -hmm. And so, which is great. And so that we did, we made, we have the healthy gum, the happy gum drops and we've made an ozone form of it. So we ozonate the formula. Yeah. I let the dog out. We yeah. ozonate the formula and uh, yeah, so it's such a great, you know, part of the dental program to be able to dab that on to gums and teeth that need it. Yes. So it's going to help mineralize, but it'll help clean it up, right? Like clean it doesn't necessarily mineralize it, but it cleans it and it gets, you know, it's a voluntary. It helps to speed up healing of the gums and the area. And it's really good. And you can just dab it on because a lot of people don't have like ozone at home. Right. Most, no. people don't. Most people don't. I'm actually doing an interview on ozone next week with a friend here in Calgary who actually does ozonate olive oil. And oh, that's great. That's Tesla machine. And yeah, that's the and, one she uses. Yeah. And any really, really the good dentist now will have ozone and they'll make it a part of um, cleaning and, you know, any dental work they'll doing, they'll inject the site with ozone. Yes. To clean it out, especially yeah. if they're taking out, you know, that old root canal, cleaning out the cavitation. It's really good. And I think that's the way you can avoid antibiotics after dental surgery, right? Like, the problem is, is I know the one that we used to go to years ago, you do like a 30 second shot, shot of ozone. It costs you like 200 bucks just for, for like literally 30 seconds of ozone. I was like, oh my God, this is kind of crazy. So crazy. not maybe accessible to everyone, but when you know the long-term impact of maybe avoiding antibiotics and what it's actually doing to the health of the mouth in general. Yeah. Oh, it's only good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, to yeah. avoid antibiotics, I do a few things and I have another article and an interview with Ben Greenfield where I go through also using peptides and doing other steps in advance and after of uh, any major dental situation to boost your immune system, like using thymus and alpha, or BPC 157. It's a whole other world. Um, so you, you can, how do you get those at Pepto? Do you sell those? Can people get them? Um, no, work? I mean, you have to go to, uh, there's, it's a huge, it's a huge area of study, but oh. I do have some suggestions in that article. Okay. Okay. I'll uh, find that. Okay. And so what are you providing? So what are the better, like, what kind of things can people get through you? And why do you choose what you choose to put in there? What are your, what are your faves? Yeah, well, we're really making everything for the mouth with the botanical biotics. So we've got uh, swishing serums, which is like, you know, to do oil pulling. Okay. And we have them, but with, you know, vitamins and different uh, botanical biotics. And so it's not just like, obviously, coconut oil, and you can do that at home. And I have recipes where you can, you know, upgrade your coconut oil for oil pulling. And it's very effective, ancient, it is ancient uh, Ayurvedic remedy but it's very good for whitening. It's great for kids who are like, you know, I mean, I don't think you're really an adult. So you're like fully brushing properly. And by then, you know, we're probably so bored of it. We're still not brushing properly. We're like, probably. oh, this again, mm -hmm. you know, so that oil pulling is really great. It's also, I've seen a lot of teeth get super white on it. So that's super cool. And it's just great because it's just getting every area. 
Then we have our dental serums, which is was sort of my first product, which was that healthy. I call it healthy because that's what it used to be called. So you're not allowed to use the word healthy. <laughs> you're not so happy. No, not no. Oh, like you can't say you can't say like this shampoo is for healthy hair. Oh my goodness. You've yeah, got but anyway, our happy gumdrops. Uh, <laughs> I remember them being healthy gumdrops. Yes. Before. Yeah. Yes. I totally remember yeah. that. Can't remember when we had to change it. But wow. anyway. Um so that's so you putting your, that on your floss? You I put, put that on your floss or like extra spots or like, oh, I see something coming. You know, I want to reverse it. So you could apply to that. You can just use it instead of toothpaste. You could use it and then, you know, dip your toothbrush in some baking soda. So you can use it with baking soda. You can, you know, use it to make, you could yeah, add it to the, your like the toothpaste recipe that you make, for oh, example, okay. or, you know, whatever. So you can use it. Yes. It's very concentrated. You can add one drop just to your mouth in, in place of, um, Oh, I just realized I need some power on my computer. Hold okay. on. Okay. Uh, which is going to change my mic setup. Hold on. Forgot you just can't talk all day and not have the battery go <laughs> out. Um, yeah, so we've got the dental serums, which are really unique. I mean, those didn't really exist as a concept, you know, or before so that was kind of that's but that's what like when I was at the dental hygienist at 22 and she was just like go home and make something I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> so, really yeah I'm gonna put that stuff in my mouth um then we've got our then we've got the ozonated healthy um happy gum gel which is great and you can use that in the same way as the dental serums it's very concentrated you can also use it as toothpaste you could also you know add it to your toothbrush and a dash of baking soda and then we have our beautiful uh, toothpaste. I think we have four or five. We've got the wintergreen clean with charcoal. We've got the happy gum drops, which is clay based. We've got our triple mint, which is the one with the nano hydroxyapatite. We've got our neem toothpaste, which is great. Neem is still great. It's one of the bitterest herbs. So it's an acquired taste. But it is so good for the oral environment. So that's really good. And we have our frankincense toothpaste, which I'd say like all of them really help sensitive teeth, but that one seems to have a super affinity for getting people off like sensodyne and stuff. Which one? The Again, sensodyne. One? What's the that? The frankincense one? The frankincense one, yep. Oh, frankincense okay. fresh toothpaste. So okay. sensodyne, besides the chemicals, it's like a band-aid, right? It's just anesthetizing the situation. It is not, it's making life tolerable but the moment you stop you still have sensitive teeth maybe they're even more sensitive now mm -hmm. so whereas people find just even using the frankincense paste for one or two days they're like wow something gets solved um i was reading the um the the testimonials on the toothpaste oh and yeah were huge like best thing like whitening and just the, the, the health of the teeth in general just like they're they're out of this world people love 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 all your teeth love that so, yeah and I yeah. love what I love is there's a lot of like I went to my dentist and he's like I don't know what you're doing but keep it up like there's so many of those and there's a lot of dentists that want to know and they're all over it and then many of them are like they don't want to know they don't want to just like great <laughs> yeah. just like the doctors right like i don't know what you're doing but keep doing it just yeah, like where's exactly this is kind of your field wouldn't you want to know <laughs> yeah it's really quite surprising 
but oh my goodness. So yeah. So there's, and so what is your dental routine? Oh, what is my, yeah, that I don't do the eight steps every day. Um, I feel like that's also helps you kind of get your teeth back on track. Or if you do have a dental appointment, it's great to do those solidly for like three months in advance, you know, because uh, that will prepare your, you know, you may even have a shorter, less expensive dental appointment because you've already been, a, you address some, some issues. So what so, are they? So for people who don't know what they are, what are those? Um, well, we have them all over the website and stuff okay. too. So you can print them out and that kind of thing, but it's, you know, you're rinsing and that sort of, you know, it alkalines. So you can rinse with a salt water or baking soda water. And that gets the mouth all alkaline and like ready to brush away. Then you're focusing on brushing the gums for one round. And then you focus on the teeth. So the gums, you might use a manual brush where you're just really like almost not dry, dry brushing, but dry brushing the gums, how you dry brush your body. Like you're stimulating right. okay. them, you're removing plaque from there as well. And then, then they're having that polishing face. You're thinking more of the actual teeth now, but the gum stage is really about being gentle with the gums and getting the gums stimulated. And then you're brushing the teeth, of course, brushing down. Then you're gonna floss. You can put uh, some of that dental serum along that floss. And that's really good because it's gonna get that, that good botanical biotic information up into the crevices of your teeth. And people find if they floss and bleed, if they use the dental serum, that usually goes within like a day or a few days, wow. stops the bleeding. And sometimes that area just needs to be stimulated. Maybe it's been stagnant for too long, you know? Um, you could need more vitamin C. And then you're gonna floss twice. And the second time round, you'll know why, because there's still stuff coming out. Mm -hmm. um, but after you've done that for three months, it may not you know, that would probably lessen. And then, um, I hope I'm not forgetting any, then you're rinsing again, and then you'll do like spot treatment. So anywhere in your area that needs special attention. So you would flush that out with the syringe, maybe that gum line, or, you know, apply some of the dental serum on like a receding gum, you know, just anything that needs sort of fine tuning. And that's it. It doesn't take really you know, might take like four minutes instead of two, but I think we need a bit more than two minutes on our teeth too. Mm -hmm. And just doing that, like, you know, top, you know, morning and night is good. You don't have to brush in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. Okay. And your routine now? I use uh, the triple mint. I, and we also have like a new uh, or last year new, I'm really excited, this really good electric toothbrush that's EMF free. We've got really good angles. It's sonic. So it's got a really good vibration, but not an irritating one because some sonic I would try and I would just feel like it was too, like high. It was like really high pitched or something. So ah. this I don't find irritating at all. And well, we love the new EMFs. It also holds a charge for 30 days. So oh, it's wow. really good for long travels. You don't need to bring the charger. Oh, cool. And it has a couple different heads. And one of them is like a sulca head. It's like a very thin sort of one like tuft of bristles yeah and that's really good for interdental cleaning and it's also at a really good angle so it's a really good plaque remover um oh yeah tongue scraping that's part of the steps mm -hmm. so I would I, I would rinse salt rinse um brush tongue rinse and if I'm feeling extra whatever more time then I'll do this swishing serum oh, okay you do that after 
You're yeah, all... I do. I mean, there's a lot of debate before after, but I'm thinking like, don't we want to swish in a cleaner mouth? Right. That's my logic. And do you brush a little bit afterwards or rinse that out after you've swished? Or no, just... it's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Get in there. Okay. okay. I'm going to do a good spit. I mean, yeah, you could rinse it. We just use your baking soda water or the salt water. And you keep yeah. that at your, you keep that available at all times, right? Yeah, right. By. Yeah, you can just do a mason jar. And if you're sharing it with, just have some shot glasses in the bathroom. Because once you learn, like you, you bait, you, once you learn, like as deep as I did, you hardly want your toothbrush in the same bathroom as somebody else. But <laughs> we do. <laughs> they they oh jump God. and stuff. Yeah, you can also dip your overnight. You can keep your toothbrushes dipped in um, a mild hydrogen peroxide solution. That's okay. nice. Yeah, and if you want to keep, yeah. Okay, go. I was gonna say, and you can do that throughout the month because you definitely, you know, your toothbrush head will last longer. You know, so you want to keep it clean, like in those six months, just rinsing it underwater, and you want to make sure it's dry, like it dries every day. Right. Absolutely. That's important. Yeah. I sometimes like will rinse them with colloidal silver as well. Or I always have yeah, that's good. Outside, something like that. Yeah. Oh, we and also have a new manual brush. Um, I forget about, but it's so cool. It's like what I've always wanted bristles to be, which is like a lot of them, but softer too. So it's called, it's like a velvet brush. Um, and it's uh, like, I think a thousand bristles or something. It's so, it's so many and it's so, um, and it's so good on the gums. Um, and it kind of just removes plaque in a different way. Like it's just, it's neat. It's a good what experience. Is the best thing to help you remove plaque? Because some people, they, they secrete a lot of saliva at the back of their teeth and they really get, and my son was like that when he was younger. The plaque yeah. behind his teeth would be so fast. I would be so yes. because it's like, it's ridiculous. So what is the best is thing an to area. Plaque, plaque rid of? Some of that is sort of like a mineral and K2. So you want to make sure your minerals are there. And like, because yeah. there's a balance there to the saliva and that I find this, the new toothbrush is really good, but before that's why I also like the round headed. So, you know, before we have this new toothbrush, I would recommend just like a round headed electric Yeah. for that second brushing. Cause we would, you always use this manual one for the gums yeah. because it's just that different little round head and you can really get in the back there. Cause there are glands there and that is a big plaque area for people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just found that ran had to help that the new brush has these different angled heads, or you can use that Salka brush. And yeah, you just have to focus on that area if that's the issue. Um, and then that's where, you know, so that's my daily routine. And then like once a month or so, that's when I'll combine like that, do the hydrogen peroxide baking soda for some extra scrubbing or a little bit of that pumice flour in with my toothpaste to do the extra scrubbing. So that would be good for that area. Okay, nice, nice. And uh, if somebody was rinsing with hydrogen peroxide, how often could they do it? I find it also makes the teeth sensitive. I thought, oh, I'm going to do this like years ago. I'm like, oh, no, I don't do it very often because I find my teeth get quite sensitive. Yeah, here. well, sometimes the teeth are sensitive because the gums are actually like disturbed, so to speak. Like that's where it's too astringent or a lot of tooth sensitivity is actually like a receding gum line area. Right. It's not the tooth per se. Right. It's the gum around the tooth. Right. Um, and that's, yeah. So I would just do it maybe twice a month and do the baking soda rinse after. Okay. 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 Well, is there anything you can also, yeah, there's like, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go. Oh no, it's okay. Okay. I realized I we covered ozone. 
Yes. And ozone. I love, love, love ozone. I'm so excited. I have, I put it on my face. I put it on, put it on anything. I just love, I love ozone. Do you have so, to use a machine or do you have like, no, I just, you, no, I just buy my friend's products <laughs> and I just use that. So yeah, one day I have looked into it, but apparently how it can't get them into Canada anymore. Like apparently in November, they made it illegal in Canada or something. So mm. you'd have to find it within existing the existing border like if you want to buy a product that's been pre-owned or or smuggled in something like there's all this new regulation around ozone so it's pretty ridiculous like it's real yeah so well is there anything else we didn't cover like so okay and so quickly what what so what is the mouth related to like when we want to look at our whole health it, are there other signs that we know when we need to look to the mouth for our health or can we, what could we expect by cleaning up this? Like, have you gotten testimonials of people like, oh, I fixed my mouth health and all of a sudden this, and this has gone away. Like, have you, do you know, have you had any feedback like that? Yeah, we've had lots of feedback like that. I'd say it'd be different in every case, but the main thing is if it's in your mouth, it's in your getting into your body. Right. So like Dr. Stephen Sinatra, a heart special heart guy, he has written a few books on heart health. And he said that, yeah, flossing, it was some study, adds seven years to your life. Wow. And that's because the plaque, you're getting rid of plaque, which, you know, when it travels through the body, it creates different things. Right. So there's like plaque and biofilms that can, you know, get into the body. Um, or it's affecting digestion in some way. And it's, it's just, just like the first hit of the body. Now, if there's deeper issues, you know, like we need to clean up. And a lot of us do. A lot of us really just have to clean up previous dental work. And so that's why it's good to I, find that good dentist, because there are decisions that were made that you maybe don't, you know, don't want anymore. Okay. And that's, you know, and that's why, again, it's important to have that good dentist, because at some point we need that partner in our health. And like one you can have one move at a dentist that's like literally affecting your health for the next 30, 40 years, but it just seemed like such a small decision, you know? And I think people have to also remember guys, like your teeth can self heal, right? Yes. If you provide yeah. the right nutrients, if you provide what the body needs to heal, the teeth can do that too. It's like a broken bone doesn't stay broken. A broken bone. Exactly. Off, right. And a cavity is really just an infection and the body can heal infection. Of course. So the gums are healthy and viable tissue that can like, again, you can't like, I mean, we may, we apparently we, there's been the technology and it should be here now to regrow teeth from stem cells. Cause that was like 10 years ago. And then it was supposed to take about five years. They've regrown like teeth and pigs and stuff. They make like, they take a, with stem cells and they make like a little mold where the tooth should be. And then it's like just filled with stem cells that eventually like create a tooth. Wow. So we're there. Yes. And the body is way more regenerative than I think we sort of grew up knowing or believing. But whatever state your mouth is in right now, it can totally get better, better, whether it's, you know, the gum health, the teeth health, the saliva health, the whole little oral mm -hmm. environment, it right. can definitely improve. Right. And right. following those eight steps, even though it seems so simple and it's things you could you can do the eight steps with our products, but it's also, you can just literally add, do it with baking soda for the rest of your life. You know, if you use baking soda alone for the rest of your life, instead of any of that stuff in the drugstore aisles, you will be a thousand times better off with your teeth and teeth health. Right. 
Right. You don't need it, guys. So yeah, and those eight steps, when you look at the dental products that in on the site, then you there there is posted right at the top there. So you can see what those are. You can print that off or write them down or whatever. Get this book or get the newer book where you've got everything in there. You got dental health, beauty health, everything like that. But this is really a big part of that. When you have a healthy mouth, that looks a lot like you know, sometimes you see people in their salon, they got like puffy red gums and plaques all along there. And it's like, oh, that's a big part of your whole beauty. And then the way you project yourself as well too. a healthy mouth, you know, it's nice to see. I, I remember I used to always notice people. I used to comment when they have nice, healthy pink gums. I would just notice that people thought it was so strange for noticing that, but it's, it's noticeable to see that healthy mouth. So yeah, it's not just about straight teeth or white teeth. It's, it's everything. Yeah. The straight teeth and the wolves. Yeah. Those are nice, but like, we got to like know more and we got to get dental. It's not just about the veneers, literally, you know, like right. we got to get to the root of things. Oh yeah. And I can't believe like some people, they have these perfectly healthy teeth, but they don't look like that movie star smile and they'll literally cover them up and put veneer, like they shave down their own natural teeth and replace them. And they, and some people I know they weren't even that bad in the beginning. It's just, oh. wow. we take them all out and then give them dentures. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I know my best friend's mom had her teeth taken out decades ago and has had. Oh, and that's like, even if you thought it was a good idea at the time or whatever, there's no way that's good for your self esteem. Right. And just think of like even the jawbone and what that's going to yeah. do. So many things. Chewing. Chewing. Yeah. And that, and if you can't properly chew, then you're going to impact the way you break down your food and absorb and cause digestive problems. Like it's all connected, people. It's all connected. Oh, it's so funny. Okay. Well, I think we're right on time again. So I know you guys, right? Isn't this interesting? Like let's start owning it in all ways. And I think oral health is one of the last places that people think they start taking their supplements, eating their smoothies. Maybe they'll go to the gym, but they don't really think about changing their toothpaste or how they're brushing their teeth or bringing essential oils into their dental regime, right? There's so many other things that we can do for that. And it's a really big part of the whole health picture. I would say it's a whole picture project. So yes. get on to livinglibations.com forward slash TSC and check all those products out. So many great products and let's start and read the, the testimonials because there are so many testimonials and people are so happy with whether it be their skin, their, their mouth, their gums, their teeth, like so many different things, so many great products. So Nadine, thank you so much. Thank you so thank much you. for just being like Nadine has been on her path since she was super young and, and we get to benefit from that, right? Cause she's made it her life path. She's made it her whole business. She's like, it's her whole everything. And through that, we get to benefit from all that. Cause I know this is exciting. I like to, to experiment making things, but I'm not going to go to the extent that you've done and the things that you've provided for us. So, you know, through that, we all, we all get to benefit. So thank you so much for doing that. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank okay. you for appreciating it. Okay. Well, guys, like I said, again, I keep saying lately, I'm getting censored. So share this information. I know we all need to know this information. So please share it with your friends, with your family, um, check it all out. And again, come visit me with the next interview that I'll be posting, which is going to be on Ozone the next time. So amazing. Forward to that one as well. So thanks everyone for joining me. And until next time, be healthy, be happy. Be happy.